0: This podcast is a resource of givinglight.org. You're listening to episode 16 of the Giving Light Devotional Podcast. Today's episode is a continuation of an interview that I had with Dr. Melody. In that first interview, we talked about how even though we all experience fear, We were not created to function in fear. Also in that interview, we talked about the first level of fear, which is sociological fear. And so, Dr. Melody, why don't you just do a quick review of that, and then we'll get into the other levels of fear.
1: Sure. First of all, we have to recognize we were created in love. So each one of us is wired for love and validation. We were all created to be givers and receivers of acceptance, celebration, and honor. And we live our lives to try to have that need met. And when it's not, we can begin to walk in fear. Mm -hmm. So that first level of sociological fear is the fear of man. It's What do they think of me? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want them to be upset with me. I want to be accepted. What could I do to get them to love me, value Mm -hmm. me, honor me? And that's why the Bible says in Jeremiah, do not be afraid of their faces. Mm -hmm. And in Proverbs 29, it says, the fear of man brings a snare. That's a trap for me. Mm -hmm. Whenever I live in a fear that someone is not going to accept me, then I begin to function opposite of who I really am. Now, in this place of sociological fear, we must confront it. Mm -hmm. We have to overcome it on that level, Mm -hmm. or it'll go to a deeper level, a more serious level of fear that begins to control me even in a greater measure, and that is
0: psychological fear. Well, before we get into that, I know that last time we talked about how when we function in fear, it distorts our identity. Even on that first level of fear... That has the power to distort our identity, even on that lowest level, per se, lowest?
1: Well, uh, yes, it does if we live in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one thing that's powerful, the more aware I am of the source of something, the more I'm mm. able to confront it. So just by thinking about the fear of man or the sociological fear— the moment I'm aware, oh, what is Joel gonna think of me? I've gotta recognize Mm -hmm. that is fear-based and I cannot make my decisions by that. So that temptation to walk in the fear of man is also my amazing opportunity to become aware that fear wants to put a little seed inside of me to begin to pervert my contribution in that relationship. So it's fear-based, But when we can name our fear, then we can overcome that fear. So
0: the more aware we become of it, let's say it's a thought or, you know, for me, sometimes it was always saying what is what it is. You know, that's Mm -hmm. really a fear-based thought or a fear-based saying. But until I was aware of that, I couldn't really confront it. So that's kind of what you're talking about?
1: Yes, because when we know the truth, the truth Mm. makes us free. But as long as we are not aware of what we're dealing with, we just kind of yield to it. It's just the way I feel, and I'm controlled by my emotions, or I'm controlled by my need, but I'm not recognizing that it's fear-based. And that's why it sets a trap for me. Guess what? We'll never put our foot in a trap if we know the trap is there. Yeah. But when we are unaware, we can step into that because we don't recognize that it's fear-based.
0: And it's not like we're we're saying really focus on what the enemy is doing, but it's also being aware of his tactics. So right. if we're aware of it, then we can confront it. That's right. Yeah.
1: So on this sociological level, we need to confront it right there because if we do, guess what? It is taken care of. Yeah. It will not go to a deeper level.
0: It won't have uh, soil to grow and won't, you won't give life to it.
1: That's exactly yeah. right. So if we don't deal with it or are unaware of it, yeah. we can go into psychological fear, mm-hmm. which is, what if something is wrong with me?
0: Yeah. Wow. And that's
1: where the self-doubt and the negative, you know, people have a problem with the word self-awareness. Self-awareness is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uh, introspection is not a bad thing, but when we become so introspective that it becomes all about me and I'm condemning myself and I'm judging myself and, you know, I just know that everyone that's listening to this right now is Mm -hmm. really bored. So, (laughs) so what it does is it wants to shut me down Mm -hmm. and shut me up. And, but the fact is when I'm aware of that thought, I can say, "Uh uh-uh, yeah. I have this amazing opportunity to be my best. And it kind of reminds me of a story. And, and I was in, uh, I was a consulting job I had uh, mm-hmm. with the government and there was very high level military leaders in this place. And I remember going and sitting up, it was like a war room. And I was sitting up in these upper stairs waiting for all these powerful, influential, <laughs> intelligent people to come in. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Who am I to be here? And As they were coming in and my, you know, my heartbeat was beating fast and I'm thinking they're so smart. uh, I just hear the Lord tell me, um, he said, I'm smarter than all them put together. Uh, Well, yeah, I know that. Mm -hmm. I'm more influential than all them put together. And I go, yeah, Lord, I know that. And then he said something that literally dismantled not just the sociological fear, but the psychological fear. He said, just be you and do it for me. Fear left me immediately because I realized my only responsibility is to be the best version of myself that I can and ultimately do it for my God. And,
0: And you really can't do something or be something that you're not. Exactly. And I could understand why you would have fear if you're trying to be something that you have no capacity for it. Correct. Yeah.
1: So I was just there to do what I do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not to compete with them, not to compare myself with them, not to act like I was smarter than them or more influential than them, because that would have been fake. Mm-hmm. So the fact is just being who we are in our situations is so liberating because now I'm not walking in the fear of man. mm mm-hmm. But if I let that fear go, now I'm thinking, yes, something is wrong with me. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And what does it say in Proverbs 23, 7? For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yeah. So the fact is my mind, you know, what I think, what I feel literally becomes
0: who I am. So it's really guarding your mind or... uh, taking every thought captive so that those thoughts don't have an opportunity to root themselves in the heart, because we know that from the heart flows the issues of life. And so if we don't take uh, our authority to control what's in our mind, uh, take control of our thoughts, um, we're not going to give the enemy uh, an avenue into our heart. So uh, it's really confronting the mind first. Yes,
1: because see... Thinking always comes before believing. Okay, yeah. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yeah. So as I'm thinking, that's what I'm believing, and then what I believe is what I do. Yeah. And so if I want a purity of my doing, of my giving, of my loving, Mm -hmm. of my sharing, I have to believe properly. I have to believe who my God is Mm -hmm. first. Yeah. And that's where we can go to the scripture. I love it in Mark 12... 30 and 31, it says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Mm Because see, God's saying, you need to get this part right. You need to know who I am. Your first love has to be me. Mm -hmm. And when your attention is upon me, then you're going to have strength in your soul, in your mind. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's the first commandment. And what? The second is this. Then you shall love mm-hmm. your yeah. neighbor as yourself. Yeah. This is really the greatest commandment. So, when we have that security in our relationship with God and how much He loves us, then that gives us the ability to love others purely. So, I'm not walking in the fear of man, and I'm no longer walking in the fear of what I am not, because now I'm able to celebrate who I am. Not in melody, but who I am in him. And I am what I am by the grace of God.
0: So are you saying that these are consecutive of stages of fear? So you're saying if we deal with that that first level of fear, that we, we won't have to experience this next level of fear?
1: Correct. If I confront the fear of man, mm. then it won't co- go to a deeper level of thinking, well, what if? They're thinking this yeah. maybe they are right maybe mm-hmm. I'm not as good as mm-hmm. because it so it kind of
0: opens the door that's right okay okay
1: it opens that door for a deeper level of fear and now I'm thinking I I can just tell the way you're looking at me right now Joel that I'm not doing a good job mm. so maybe I'm not doing a good job maybe well, no something- that's
0: just my face all the time uh- <laughs> <laughs> I try to work on it try to smile but it's it's not the easiest thing. I don't know what ever happened. But.
1: Actually, you are smiling at me. It's okay. <laughs> but it, those are the things that go through our mind.
0: Yeah. And,
1: yeah. you know, you know my, my husband's having a bad day, so what did I do wrong?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I must have done this. And what do I got to do to please him so mm-hmm. I can feel better about myself? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that uh, sociological fear is now what I begin to think about myself. What if that's true? yeah and so if I don't confront this on the sociological level, if I don't overcome those sociological fear mm-hmm. sociological and psychological fears, yeah. now it'll move to the deepest fear
0: well, before we get on in- into that, so let's say you're dealing with that that second level of fear. so do you have to go back and address that first level or do you do it from um, dealing with the fears that you're having about yourself, or do you have to go back to the beginning and say, listen, I'm not gonna be so worried about what others what other people think of me? Like, what's the process of if you find yourself in that second level, how how do you how do you get out of that or confront that fear?
1: That is a super great question because the fact is when I'm able to acknowledge it on that level, mm-hmm. it'll also give me an awareness of how I've functioned in that first level that Mm -hmm. set me up for this. Mm -hmm. See, I am condemning myself right now because I'm afraid of what somebody else might think of me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm struggling with not being good enough because I'm assuming that somebody else doesn't think I'm good enough. That's why the Bible talks about comparing yourself one to another is not wise, because what is comparison? That's that sociological fear. And whenever I compare myself with someone, one of two things will happen. I will see myself better than them, or I'll see myself less than them. Mm -hmm. Both of them are fear-driven, both of them are functioning out of a false identity because pride really is just masked fear.
0: Yeah. And so we're talking about these levels of fear because it's not like we can say, oh, I'm level one, I'm level Mm -hmm. two, like a personality profile. Mm -hmm. No, it's we're just revealing it so that you can be aware so that you can actually confront it. That's right. Yeah. So why don't you talk about that third level?
1: Um, So if we don't confront it there, it goes to the deepest level of fear. And that's simply what I believe about myself. Hmm. I am unloving. I'm not good enough. I'm faulty. I'm flawed. I'm a failure. I'm defeated. I'm a victim.
0: So that fir- that second level is more questioning. Yes. And then this third level is I'm actually worthless. I believe that I don't hold value. Okay.
1: It's the place that this is what I believe is true about me.
0: So you could, this is really kind of a form of depression if you really think about it.
1: Yeah. And it's a total false identity. Yeah. I'm believing major lies about me. And anybody who knows me knows my story about how I was molested for uh, nine years of my life as a child and yeah. because of all those things, I began to believe lies about me. Yeah, I could never be a success. I could never be pleasing. I could never be valuable. And I just grew up with those lies. And what that did, once again, it caused me to function opposite of mm. who I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so when we start saying, when I look in the mirror and I'm saying, I am ugly. I am no good. I'm never going to amount to anything. Uh, Whenever I start saying I am before something that is negative, then I know I'm functioning in the deepest fear of a false identity.
0: I I think one of the things that's so difficult with this one is that it it really is intertwined with who you are. That it's not just I'm experiencing fear. You're actually taking on as something that, you are and you're viewing it as yourself. So how do, how do you get out of this pit? How do you actually address this if you find yourself in that place?
1: When we know the truth. When we run to the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, I remember when I got married, uh, I really wasn't wanting a husband, but I was wanting someone that would make me feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. And so... I was miserable. I made it very hard on my husband because God did not create him to give me my identity. In fact, if we go back to the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve sinned, guess Mm. what? Uh, They began to walk in a false identity and the results of that sin uh, they were affected by a curse. And for the woman is, now your desire will be towards your husband. You know, mm. prior to that, they were just partnering together. His identity came from the father. Mm. Her identity came from the father and they just worked together. Yeah. After that, they began to blame each other. Mm-hmm. They began, especially the woman, began to look to the man to give her, her identity. Mm-hmm. And so everything got all twisted. Why? Because when they sinned, They were afraid. They hid themselves because they were ashamed because of what they had done. The whole shame, fear, and self-protective control began to control what they believed about God, what Mm -hmm. they believed about others, and what they believed about themselves.
0: Yeah, I know I I know I've said this before, but sometimes fear is one of the most acceptable things within the church. <laughs> yeah. And and you can kind of see why, because it's something that we all experience. And in some cases, we actually view it as a part of who we are. So in the church realm, it's like, well, just console them rather than driving out fear, because we said in the other episode that perfect love. Cast out fear. Mm-hmm. That word actually means like a invading army to drive out fear. So it's not this passive um, confrontation. It's actually coming in and dealing with the issue of fear. Correct. Yeah.
1: Because see, when it comes to believing, this is what I am. Now it starts shaping what I believe, what I do, and how I respond to absolutely everything in my world.
0: And that's why that's why I believe the church has to confront fear. Yes.
1: And uh, one thing, I mean, we're all, hey, you know me and snakes. Uh, I've got to <laughs> admit, I'm afraid of snakes. You know, sure. if there's one there, I'm going to run. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we know what that kind of fear fears like, but we're not always aware of these levels of fear because it feels so much like us. Yeah. It can feel like. Reality. It can feel that's the way it is.
0: Especially if it's a pattern of thought that has been years in the making. Yes. Yeah.
1: And a lot of times we grow up with those things. Mm -hmm. You know, my mama was always afraid of this. So I'm afraid of it too. We Mm -hmm. really adopt, you know, so many of those things, how others responded, because that. That became a part of our adapted way of thinking, believing, and acting.
0: And it can be so rooted in you that you can actually spiritualize it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you might have called it fear before, but when you're dealing with it and and now you're saved and stuff, you'll say, well, this is discernment. Right. And really, it's just fear. Yes. Yeah.
1: And are we to be afraid of the enemy? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Our perfect love for God causes the enemy to run from us. We become actually fear's worst nightmare when we're no longer afraid of
0: fear. And especially if we're called to lay down our life and if we're always looking and saying, well, I can't do that because I'll be taken advantage of, which I think we need to be wise. But some of those things are really just trying to protect us rather than Trusting God and being obedient to what, what He's telling us to do or leading us to,
1: and that's why we have to remember the two aspects. one is physical, one is ego, ego meeting me, mm-hmm. myself, yeah, and so when we're talking about fears concerning myself, those are the things that sabotage me. Those are the yeah. things that divide relationships. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that silence my voice because Isn't it true whenever you are afraid, Mm -hmm. you begin to step into stress, you begin to function in ways that are not you, Mm -hmm. you begin to do things and go, why did I do that? That is not me. Mm -hmm. That's not my heart. That's not what I meant to say. But we can overreact. I call it emotionally hijacking. Mm -hmm. The fear hits us and we just react or we explode or we say something stupid, open our mouth, insert foot. Well, that is not us, the real us. Mm -hmm. It is just our internal response to fear. Mm -hmm. And when we can recognize the source, then we can confront the fear.
0: I I don't know if you can answer this. This might be a, a tougher question, but how do you know when you have to deal with something spiritually, like you're dealing with a spirit and you need to confront it in a spiritual way and where it's just, no, I need to start taking control of my thoughts. Like, how how do you know the difference between actually aggressively dealing with the enemy versus making a conscious decision within yourself?
1: I believe the battleground is in the mind. Okay. And when we confront a lie in our mind, it literally dismantles the enemy's power to take territory in us. And from my own life experience, I was affected demonically Mm -hmm. by fear there was a spirit of fear that was attached to Melody Hilton. Mm-hmm. I was affected by a demonic spirit of shame. Mm-hmm. It was attached to me. And it sounded like me. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the thoughts, that's yeah. the way I thought it was me. And, but in the process, when I began to become aware of what I was dealing with, mm-hmm. I began to saturate myself in truth. I began to pursue God with all my heart. You might even remember when you were in middle school and Tuesdays and 30, Thursdays, I would shut myself away and just get in the presence of God because I was determined I wanted to be healed. I didn't want this fear and the shame to control me any longer. And, and so I'd get with God and He'd reveal. And every time He revealed something, every time I had a defining moment in, in the presence of God, it was dismantling in my soul, the lies of fear Mm -hmm. and the lies of shame. And the more they were revealed, the more I was able to overcome them. And I remember sitting in my living room, I was sitting Indian style and I had so much revelation that how fear had controlled me Mm -hmm. where once before it felt like Melody. I thought Melody was thinking that. And I just said, fear in the name of Jesus, you leave me now, and I began to do self deliverance. I just mm-hmm. commanded that spirit to go, yeah. and guess what? I felt it leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And does that mean I've never felt the emotions of fear since? Sure, I have, but I recognize it's that's not who in, you are. It's not yeah. who I am, yeah. and it, it it's coming from my soul. And I confront it in my soul.
0: So, so the beginning of it is to submit to truth, yeah. submit to his word. And then it's really through consistency because you were really on that third level of fear. So it took time and it took consistency of speaking truth and, and remaining in God's word and hearing his voice. So it's not like, oh, I realize I'm on the third level of fear. Next week, I, I hope to like break this. So it actually takes consistency um, submitting to God.
1: You know, just picture your life like a house.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And anytime something comes knocking at the door, mm-hmm. if it looks like fear, don't let it in. Mm-hmm. And ev- the more I practice confronting fear, mm-hmm. the more it will confront those fear-based automatic patterns of thought. Yeah. And the more I do that, the freer I get step by step. In Exodus, uh, it says, "I won't drive them all out in a day."
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. Because I need you to, I'm paraphrasing. Sure. I need you to increase mm-hmm. so you can drive out more. Yeah. So you can increase so you can drive out more. So whether the thoughts are just in our soul or mm-hmm. they are demonically inspired, yeah. the fact is I deal with them the same way. Mm-hmm. I confront them. And every time I do, I increase, I grow, I advance. Because truth truly makes us free.
0: Yeah. One thing in my own life that I've realized is fear has a language. Mm -hmm. And one of of the things that I've learned that if I ever hear anything or have a thought that says, what if, I know it's fear. Because if the Holy Spirit's speaking to me, he never talks to me in what ifs because he knows. And if he knows something is coming up, he's preparing me for it. Mm -hmm. But he never talks to me in what ifs. So what ifs are really the language of fear. Yes. And so that's kind of what you're talking about is you're becoming more aware of when you have a thought, oh, that sounds like fear. That's the language of fear.
1: Right there, that's the fear of man. Yeah. Or right there. Mm-hmm. I'm so... I'm embracing what I think they're thinking when I don't even know they're thinking it. And, you know, yeah, if you're <laughs> building a
0: case within your mind and you haven't even talked to the person or you don't even have all the full evidence.
1: <laughs> Do you ever go to bed and you go through a conversation every yeah. which way that conversation can go and you plot your strategy to confront all of it yeah. and then you end up getting there and you... Hear information, you go. Oh, that was just a figment of my imagination. Where'd that come from?
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah.
1: but see, one thing that's really important, I think, on on any level of fear, is that we have to rehearse who we are. And I do believe in uh, on Giving Light's website, we have all these identity statements in yeah. so many areas to where we can focus. And rehearse over and over and over. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. I am accepted in the beloved. I yeah. am a daughter of King of, a, of the King. Mm-hmm. I am uh, valued. I am precious. I am accepted. Uh, and just go through all these identity statements. Whatever God says about me, that is what is truth. Yeah. And the more I rehearse that, I am confronting fear. You know, one blow after another, after another, after another. And I think this is, I believe fear is a foundational strategy of hell to trip us up. Yeah. And the more we confront fear, the more we position ourselves to be successful and to love our life and mm-hmm. celebrate not what we don't have, but celebrate what we do have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I know that we're kind of getting long. So why don't you just kind of wrap it up. I know like when I know, at least when I preach, if I state a problem, I like to offer a solution. So can you just give us some practical things that we can do just to confront fear? I know we kind of talked a little bit about it, but just to summarize it for us. Uh,
1: Number one, be aware.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Number two, make a conscious decision. Make a choice to submit to truth Mm -hmm. rather than the lie. Yeah. Uh, Number three, Uh, Focus your attention on who God is, how powerful He is, that He Mm -hmm. is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Focus on His perspective, and then adopt that as your perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because remember, as we think in our hearts, so are we. So if we place our attention on things above, not on things on this earth, then we can begin to see ourselves through that perspective. And then we rehearse it. This becomes our lifestyle.
0: Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. That was really encouraging. I hope that all of you uh, receive something. Um, as always thank you for listening. And just a reminder all these all these podcasts have a web page for each one that has scriptures and questions and some musical selection uh, that you can use in your devotional time. I want to thank everybody for listening. And until next time, stay hungry and keep seeking.